0: All right, well, good morning, everyone. Happy Palm Sunday to you guys. Good morning. Oh, you guys are all sad. Max Holloway lost yesterday. Oh, I was I couldn't even watch it, you guys. I I had to just mute it. I couldn't watch it. He was taking so much so many cracks. I'm like, oh. But anyways, um a lot of you are like, what a what are you talking about? Okay. Um there was a UFC fighter, MMA mixed martial arts from Waianae, who's been a champion for Almost three three years now, and uh, twelve thirteen consecutive wins. He fought yesterday and he lost, but it's okay because Jesus is victorious. Amen. Uh, we just want to welcome you guys to our Palm Sunday. And today, just as you saw from the video, we're going to conclude our series with a, the third way in which we make the disciples. All right, because this great call mission—it's a play on word on commission—that there is a together, togetherness, co, and a mission that God has called us to do, and that mission is to what? Make disciples. And how do we make disciples? Two weeks ago, we talked about we need to go, just go where the people are at, right? And then last week, we talked about just baptize, that we baptize people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And third, today, if you look at your notes, it is just obey, just obey, that the third way in which we could make disciples for Christ and when we, is we teach them to obey all and everything that Jesus has commanded. And I think that it's no coincidence that we're talking about the obedience, we're talking about obedience on Palm Sunday because Jesus used the agency of human obedience to carry out the triumphal entry into Palm Sunday. You know, Mark Twain, uh, he's a prolific writer and uh, just real knack and super quick and super sharp. Uh, You know, he knew a businessman who was well known for his ruthlessness. And he once announced to writer Mark Twain, he says, Hey, before I die, I mean to take a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, which is Israel. He goes... I want to go on top of Mount Sinai with my Bible and carry the tablets, and I I want to pronounce and I want to declare the Ten Commandments at the top of Mount Sinai. And he was pretty ruthless, like, okay, okay, calm down. And Mark, Mark Twain replied, you know what? I have a better idea. You could stay in Boston right where you're at, and instead of reading the Ten Commandments, you could actually obey and keep them, right? Because we all know that we know more than what we do. We know more than what we do. I think that the age that we live in right now with just the velocity of information and somehow we equate information and minutia and trivial knowledge, we... we, we We equate it with, like, substance. Just just because we know does not necessarily mean that we do, right? We all know that we need to floss every night. We all know we need to sleep at least nine hours a day, a night, to have a good night's rest. We all know we should exercise more and eat more greens, right? We all know we need to do certain things. We know we should be a lot more content. But how many of us actually do what we know? because... The third way to make disciples is just this concept called obedience. And the, the way that Dietrich Bonhoeffer calls it, it's called simple obedience. That when the disciples heard from Jesus, Jesus says, come follow me. They dropped everything. They dropped their nets. They dropped their financial security. They dropped what they knew. They dropped comfort. They, they, they dropped their sense of security in order to follow Jesus because they had this simple obedience and so this morning we're going to be talking about obedience and just obey and we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 and 20 so if we could all stand together please Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 to 20 and if we could start the countdown David that would be great all right Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 okay I can go ahead and read you could follow along the age. This is the Word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, we need You because Your Word says in James that if we know what we ought to do, yet we don't do it, then to You and to us it is a sin. Lord, there's things that you speak to us. There's areas in our lives that need to be submitted to the lordship of Jesus. Lord, to follow you is to obey all of your commandments. Not few, not some, not most, but the whole counsel of God. Every precept, every principle of your word that you've taught us, we are to obey and submit ourselves to. So, Father, I pray, God, that you would give us grace. Lord, where there's areas of resistance, where there's areas of doubt, where there's areas of uh, a lack of trust, oh, God, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would give us grace and you give us strength. Lord, because your word says that if we humble ourselves, you would give us grace, and we need your grace. But if we are proud, you resist and you oppose the proud. Lord, the last place we ever want to be is in the place where you oppose us and you resist us. So, Lord, we humble ourselves. We need your grace. We need your strength. We need your enabling power, God, to follow and to obey all that you've commanded us. Lord, would you do this for your glory and for our good? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So just obey. And this morning, you guys, this is the thrust and this is the main point that I want us to walk away with. This is the big idea that I want us to walk away with. It is this. Would you write down in your notes that biblical teaching and genuine faith produces wholehearted obedience? That when when there is teaching that is biblical, every word... Jesus says, right, that heaven and earth will will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That every, not even an iota of God's word will be... um, Null and volatile, but they'll all come into completion. That if there is a teaching that is biblical, that if you read your Bible and do your devotions and you seek God through His Word, when God reveals Himself, the full disclosure of His will through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, if you go to a Bible. Bible-preaching, gospel-centered church like New Hope Community Church, Woo-woo! tell your neighbor, high five, all right, <laughs> that if you um, adhere to biblical teaching and genuine faith that you, you are all in on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, then it will produce in you wholehearted obedience. Because the main point of being a disciple, the third way, is that we should teach all that God has commanded us. Now, the word um, obey here, or observe, in Matthew 28, it's terao. It means like to keep and to safeguard and to, to follow. But the, I think the general idea is this: the New Testament, or not even New Testament, but this biblical concept of obedience now the the old testament word for obedience or obey is the word shema now shema there is called the great shema where it says hear o israel hear that the lord our god that he is one now the new testament word for obedience is this word hupa ukao okay hupa ukao which simply means this akuo means to hear hupa or hyper means under so obedience has two component, two components the first is hearing right a, a kuo and hupa to fall under that hearing in other words to follow jesus is to hear everything that god has revealed in his word is to follow everything that the Holy Spirit prompts upon you, and you submit yourself to what God is teaching you. Titus two eleven verse 14 says, 2, 11, chapter 2, verse 11 says that God's grace teaches us how to live. He speaks to us, and we hear it, and we respond by falling under the lordship of Jesus the things that God speaks to us we fall under that and that's is the two part component of obedience because the thing is we think not we think but you know obedience we're obedient in certain parts of our life, but we're disobedient in other parts of our lives. Can I get an amen, right? If we're honest with ourselves, there's things that, yes, that falls under the lordship of Jesus. Yes, Jesus is king. Yes, Jesus is Lord in this area, but there's other areas that does not fall under the lordship of Jesus, then that's where we need to obey. This is what God is teaching. We hear from it. Now we fall under it, and we submit not only our emotion with our hearts, but we submit our volition, meaning our will, to the lordship of King Jesus. You know, uh, following the Lord, we must not be afraid of the master's touch over our lives. Do not be afraid that every aspect, every area of your life, is touched by the master. You know, there's a German composer, artist, organist, pianist, conductor in the early Romantic period. His name was Felix Mendelssohn. And Mendelssohn's compositions include symphonies, concertos, piano music, and chamber music. One time while he was in Germany, he once visited the cathedral at Freiburg, and having heard the great organ, like in a cathedral, he went into the organ loft, and he asked to be allowed to play it. Hey, is it okay if I play it? Now, the old organist, who's a church organist, in jealousy for his instrument, at first refused. Like, who are you? You just came off the street? I'm not going to let you play. But afterward prevailed on to allow the great German composer to try the colossal thunderer of the cathedral. After standing by in an ecstasy of delight and amazement for a few moments, he suddenly laid his hands on the shoulder of the musician and exclaimed, Matt, who are you? What's, what's your name? He says, my name is Felix Mendelssohn, replied the player. And can it be that I had so nearly refused to let Mendelssohn touch this organ? The thing is, Christians often, we refuse, often, we often refuse to let God have His way in our lives because we are afraid of the outcome Little, little do we know that if we would let God do as He sees fit, the outcome would be much greater than anything that we could ever dream of. See, we could trust God and obey Him in areas of um, maybe family, but do we, is this area of contentment under the lordship of Jesus? We might trust God and Jesus might be the Lord, over our finances, but our, our is our emotions under the lordship of King Jesus. Because we are to follow everything, all that Jesus has commanded. The things that we hear, the things that God speaks to us through His Word, through His still small voice, the preaching that you hear, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of Christ. When you go to church, your faith is being built up. But when you hear, it needs to be activated through obedience. James says, man, don't just be passive hearers of the Word, but be what? Active doers. Look at Romans 16, verse 26. Romans 16, verse 26. Paul talks about um, this great mystery or mysturion, all right, that God has revealed His plan of salvation through Jesus. But look at verse 26. But now revealed, and He made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. You see here, there is a marriage between obedience and faith. For sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer, till death do us part, there is a marriage and a connection and a solidarity between faith and obedience. You cannot have one without the other. Look at Romans chapter 6, verse 17. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves from sin, you have come to obey, and this is my favorite part of the verse, from your heart. From your heart, the center of who you are, your soul, the center of your personhood, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of what? Teaching that has now claimed your allegiance, that everything about me, my loyalty, my allegiance, my affection, belongs to god verse 18 you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness that obedience you guys this is the key to growth if you want to become mature in the lord if you want to grow in your relationship with christ if you want to be relationally mature simple obedience. And this, you know, I started reading the works of Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, about last year, and he just completely challenged me on this concept of simple obedience. He wrote a book called The Call to Discipleship, and he says when Christ calls a man, He comes, He invites him to bid, He bids him to come and die, that you have to die to yourself in order that you could live in simple obedience to Christ. And you know what really brought it home for me? Like, after a long day's work, for a good month and a half, maybe six weeks, eight weeks or so, I was challenged to really have this simple obedience because people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Because oftentimes, I work, like all of you guys, I work super hard, right? Leave the house at 6 in the morning, come back, you know, and it's working 12, 14 hours, you come back and you're just super wiped. And all you want to do is have takeout food and just veg and like, ah, oh, right? And the thing is, I'm, I have kids that are so energetic, after a long day, Dad, you, could you go play with us? Dad, could you jump with us on the trampoline? Dad, look at my drawing. Dad, could you do this? And I'm just like, that's the last thing I want to do. And I'm like, Lord, how, what have you called me to do? What am I hearing from you? Because I want to submit under what you're teaching me as a, as a Christ follower, as a husband, and also as a father. So for almost a month and a half, every day, I would drive up to my carport, turn off the ignition, take about 30 seconds, one minute, Lord, help me today to love my wife unconditionally and to serve my children. This is what you called me to do. Lord, I feel entitled right now. And I confess, all right? I'm tired. I'm entitled, you know, and I just want to just relax and, you know, have Netflix and watch, just veg in front of it. I don't want to fold laundry. I don't want to take out the trash, you know. I've been worried. They could do, and then it's like, Lord, what are you teaching me? What am I hearing from you? Love. Husbands, love your wives. Okay, how can I lay down my life, Lord. Please give me strength because I I don't have the strength right now. If you're a Filipino, you say strength, all right? Now, I need the strength, Lord. Anyways, Lord, would you give me strength? Would you give me grace to love my wife? But also, I want to serve my kids. I want to be there for them. So this is what it means to follow Christ, simple obedience. That if there is biblical teaching and genuine faith, it's going to produce in you a wholehearted obedience to follow God. Let's go to our second point. This is what I want to lay the foundation in, is that it is through Christ's obedience that we have acceptance and fellowship with God. I don't want you to walk. The last thing that I would want for you walking away from church this morning is, Oh, I got to obey. Oh, I got to muster up the strength. I got to muster up the courage. I got to have the self-will. I got to have the self-discipline. And I have to obey. Just obey. Just... No, 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 no. I want you and I want us to take on the easy yoke that is in Christ. Because because Jesus Christ obeyed, we can live in obedience. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 18 through 19. Romans 5, it says, Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people. Who's this referring to? Adam, okay? That through one trespass, act of disobedience, Adam, so also the righteous act, which is the obedience of Jesus, resulted in what? Justification, meaning you're right, standing before the Lord, before God, and life for all people. Let me just pause here before we go through verse 19. So in theology, there's this study called typology, where you look at certain characters in the Bible and they would portray or fulfill a type or the person of who the Christ would become. And so, like, if you look at um, how Isaac, right, how he carried the wood in Mount Moriah, that figure right there, that is a type of Christ. And if you look at, for example, here, Adam, he's a type of Christ because he represents all of humanity and it's through his one disobedience and it condemned all people and someone was like whoa 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 this this escalated pretty quick i mean eating from a forbidden fruit and you're just thinking and it condemned everybody what is the next recorded act of sin against god in the bible murder it went from eating a fruit to murder right <laughs> of cain and abel you're just like whoa now, look at verse 19. For just as though the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners. And here it is. So, all through, through, so also through the obedience of the one man, Jesus, the many will be made righteous. Can I explain something real quick, guys? That before you came to know Christ... Before you gave your life to Jesus and received Him by faith, you only had one nature, and it's called the sinful nature. You only have one deciding mechanism within you, and it is a propensity to sin. In other words, before you gave your life to Christ, when sin came knocking at the door, you're like, who is it? And you had no choice but to sin because you only had a sinful nature. You might want to do good, but you had no power to do good. But once you receive Christ, Joel chapter 1, verse 8, okay, that when the Holy Spirit comes, then He will give you a new heart. Once you receive and put your faith in Jesus, put your allegiance in Christ, He gives you a new heart. So now you have your sinful nature, now you have a spiritual nature, now you have a choice, now you have an option, And it's because the obedience of Jesus, that is where we rest in the power of the gospel. This is the solid rock in which you and I stand. It's not in your self-will. It's not in your discipline. It's not in your strength. It's because Jesus obeyed. He gave me a new heart, and now I can eat, not easily, but now I can walk with Him. Now I can obey. Now I have the the power, and the capacity to obey because Jesus' obedience, He made me acceptable before God, and He has given me new life. And I want to close with this um, two points here, you guys. As, and this is what's commonly referred to as a chiasm. It's from the Greek alphabet chi, which is like an X, okay? But, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't... Uh, but I like to think of it like a sandwich, a sandwich. okay? <laughs> you know, how many of you guys after church, you guys have to talk about, what do you want to eat, babe? No, I don't know. What do you feel like? Oh, I don't know. Whatever you feel like. And you go, well, and you guys always end up at McDonald's, all right? <laughs> and so, man, my default, my comfort food is hamburger. I love hamburger, okay? And if you think of a hamburger or a sandwich, you know, there's the bread, there's the meat, and then there's the bread or the bun. Okay, the great commission is to make disciples, okay? What enables, and this is the the third point, what enables the great commission that we're sent out is what? The authority of Jesus sends us to make disciples. So in other words, Jesus is the first, the last, the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and Omega, and He empowers us, and He commissions us, and He sends us out by how? By His authority, all authority in heaven and on earth, the authority to heal and to pray for the sick, the authority to lead someone to Christ, the authority to baptize, the authority to lead people into the gospel has been given unto you, and God sends you with that authority, okay? But secondly... And this is what I want to close with, is that the presence of Jesus strengthens us to make disciples. So there's the authority and power of Christ to make disciples. But in the back end, it is the presence of God that sustains you. Why would I say that? Because Jesus, in Matthew chapter 18 verse, uh, 28 verse 20 says, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That this call, you guys, to make disciples, to reproduce yourselves, it is all-encompassing. In these two verses, there's four adverbs of all, all authority in heaven and on earth, spiritual and physical, all authority belongs to God. And He says to go what? Baptize all nations, every ethnic, every tribe, every ethnicity, tribe, tongue, dialect will be under the lordship of king jesus third it's to baptize or excuse me to follow everything all that he has taught us and lastly he says my presence would be will be with you for all times till the end of the age and it's the it's the presence of god you guys that would sustain you it's the presence of god to give you courage to invite someone And to share your testimony. It's the presence of God. It's the empowering of the Holy Spirit. You know, if we're gonna be really biblical here, could we be biblical, right? You know, people's like, oh, lo, I am with you always. I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you. But what is the limit, what delimits, what delimits, or what is the condition to the presence of God being with us always? Jesus says what? I am low, I am with you always. If you what? Make disciples. When we're going out, when we're baptizing, when we're obeying the presence of God, I will be with you always. Now, there's a missionary that's kind of like an unsung hero, especially within our charismatic circle. His name is Adoniram Judson. Now, Adoniram Judson... um, graduated from college and seminary, and he received um, an offer from a thriving church in Boston to become the assistant pastor. Everyone congratulated him. His mother and his sister rejoiced that he could live at home with them and do his life work, but Judson shook his head. He said, you know what? My work is not here. God is calling me beyond the seas to stay here, even to serve God in this ministry, I feel, would be only partial obedience. And I could not be happy in that. And although it cost him a great struggle, he left his mother and sister to follow the heavenly call. You know, Judson's churches in Burma, during his 38 years of ministry, it's recorded that he had over 50,000 converts. Why don't we uh, take a look? this brief little two-minute video to show the life and the impact of making disciples. Wow, 200 years after his death, three million followers of Christ because he chose to make disciples. Guys, would you invest in earthly treasure? Would you join God in this mission to advance His kingdom so people could go and live under the kindness, the goodness, the love, the grace of King Jesus. Make your life count. Don't invest in earthly treasure where thieves come, break in, and steal, where moth and rust destroy your earthly treasure, but invest, Put your, throw your heart over the line, be all in to make disciples. It starts at home. Make disciples of your children. Make disciples at your, co- at, at your workplace, in your cubicles, wherever God has called you. Make disciples. Reproduce yourselves. Follow me. I'm following Christ. Follow me fo- as I follow Christ, Paul told the Corinthian church. You know, uh, Francis Chan, he was teaching a Bible college, and it was a preaching class. And one of the girls... It was her first message and she was all stressed out and she was praying super hard and she was just all frantic and just anxious. And she was just like, you know, after, after she gave her first message ever at a Bible college, she was just like, I don't know why I was so stressed. And, and then I realized it's God's party. All I'm doing is RSVPing. It's God's party. It's His kingdom. Would you RSVP and say, Lord, count me 100 years, 200 years, 1,000 years from now that my life will count that hundreds and thousands of people, that the generations will come to know Christ and my life will count for all of eternity because I will make disciples. I'm going to go to where the people are at. I'm going to live as a faithful witness. I'm going to baptize people in the name of the Father, Son of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to teach people to obey, simple obedience, everything that God has called me to do and make your life count for the kingdom. Transition from success to significance. You've found success already. Uh, most of you here are, you know, married, have children, or you're established, you have a home, you, you, have your, you own a home, and you're doing well. But what significance are you making for the kingdom? How are we making a, a contribution to the kingdom? And how are you and I going to RSVP? Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you, God, for uh, this morning. And I said earlier, God, that um, thank you for bringing heaven down, that there is a life of abundance, that there's a life of substance and depth, Lord God, because of you, King Jesus, because we live under the kingdom, the reign and rule of God. And so, Father, I pray, God, that each and every single person here, Lord, that they would say yes and, and RSVP make their lives count for the kingdom. Lord, that as each of us, we're going to breathe our last breath here on earth, Lord, that our lives would count, that our lives would matter, that our children, that our children's children and our children's children's children Lord, would love you, would follow you, would obey you, would be followers and disciples of Christ. And so, Father, start this revival, Lord, in each one of us. Start it in our hearts. Start it in our marriages. Start it in our families, O Lord Jesus. Start it in our communities, O God. Lord, we say yes. Yes to you. Yes to this commission. Yes to obeying you. Yes to making disciples, O God. Lord, when we just activate our faith, Lord, with obedience. Simple, wholehearted, from the heart, obedience. Lord, would you do this, God, for the advancement of your kingdom. So that every nation, every tribe, every tongue will proclaim that Jesus is Lord. That every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that you are the Christ. And so, Lord, we thank you that you invite us. Lord, that you didn't use angels. You didn't use this, the cosmos, Lord God. And Lord, you use broken yet redeemed people like us. Lord, you use flawed yet forgiven followers, Lord, to make disciples, to reproduce. And so, Lord, we, we thank you, God, so much for speaking to us. And, Lord, we fall under, we submit under, Lord, what you've said, and we walk in obedience and in action. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, hallelujah.